Everyone please say Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Hare Hare. Rambanandri. This is the first day of a Gita festival. Very nicely opened by the school children performing the drama and reciting the Gita verses, for which we thank you very much. You may wonder why it's a Gita festival. We don't usually think of Bhagavad Gita as being the subject of a festival. Bhagavad Gita means something very serious. Festival means something not very serious, lots of fun. But actually Bhagavad Gita is meant for the coming to the platform of the highest pleasure. Raja Vidya Raja Guhyam Pavitram Idamutavam Pratyakshav Agamam Dharmyam Susukam Kartam Abhyayam In Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna says that this is the king of knowledge, the most secret of all secret. It is the purest and it gives direct perception of the self by realization and this path of dharma is very joyfully performed. So what are we to understand from Bhagavad Gita? Well, most people don't understand anything from Bhagavad Gita. Generally we hear that Hindus believe in Bhagavad Gita. Is that right? What do you think? But how many Hindus have any idea what's in Bhagavad Gita at all? Because some are learning some shlokams, which is nice. But we have to know the meaning also. And apply it in our lives. We may wonder, well, how to do that? Well, the example is Arjuna. You may think, well, does that mean I've got to kill my relatives and my gurus? Well, that's why it's Raja Vidya Raja Guhyam. It's the king of knowledge and the most mysterious also. Why is it the most mysterious? The greatest mystery. Everyone can, uh, you can get Bhagavad Gita, you can purchase anywhere. All over the world, anyone can chant the verses. Then how is it the most secret subject matter? The reason is that to actually understand it is not very common. Out of the few people who actually try to read or understand Bhagavad Gita, much less actually understand what the meaning is. And most people think that, well, Bhagavad Gita is a book, you can understand it in any way you like. But that is not the way that Krishna taught Arjuna. Arjuna was bewildered. He was in Maya, as we say. Krishna spoke to him in such a way that he became free from illusion. In other words, he was thinking in one way which he thought was right, but was wrong. And therefore, he was, Arjunan was lamenting. Not only was he lamenting, but due to his wrong understanding, he was on the path of a repeated birth and death. When Krishna spoke to Arjuna in such a way that he not only became free from his immediate lamentation, but he became free from all ignorance and all suffering eternally. Of course, Arjuna is a great personality. He's not 
covered by ignorance as we are. But uh, actually Arjuna is, uh, he is taking the position of someone in ignorance just to show those of us who are actually in ignorance how to become free from ignorance. We have to hear the actual fact of spiritual knowledge from an authorized person who is a representative of Krishna. Now we find that Arjuna, he wanted to understand what is the actual truth. He actually wanted to understand it with his intelligence. Just like uh, the verses were being chanted now, King Tat Brahma Kim Adhyatmam Kim Karma Purushottamam he was asking, what are, the, what are these things? What is Brahma? What is the uh, spiritual? What is the uh, Adhyatma? What is the nature of the soul? He was very serious to understand this subject matter. He expressed, when he couldn't understand it, he again went over it with uh, Krishna and asked him questions again and again. And gradually, Lord Krishna explained the whole situation. We are all suffering in this material world due to uh, material desires and uh, envy of others, which cause illusion. Due to ignorance and envy of others, which compound into the illusion of duality. Everyone is born in this material world because of this. So what is reality? This is, this is to be understood. Generally people think uh, that reality is putra dara grihadeshu, that my children, my wife, my home, this is reality. We're not able to see that this is temporary. Lord Krishna begins his teaching in Bhagavad Gita by telling us, or ex not just telling, but explaining how the soul is different from the body. So the subject matter of Bhagavad Gita can be summarized simply that we are all eternal living beings. And Lord Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, Bhagavad Gita is called Bhagavad Gita because it is spoken by Bhagavan, the Supreme Lord. We are all of the same spiritual nature as Krishna, but we are eternally His servant. We can never be God because we are constitutionally servants of God. But how often have we heard people say that actually we are all God? That is the illusion that we are to be freed from by understanding Bhagavad Gita as it is. Unfortunately, most people who purport to explain Bhagavad Gita explain it in the wrong way. So Bhagavad Gita is to be understood as Arjuna understood it. Actually, Bhagavad Gita, Mahabharata, all these subject matters, they cannot be understood unless one understands the basic fact that we are all uh, very tiny servants of the Supreme Lord who is Krishna. Unless we can uh, understand this in a, at least a basic way in the beginning, then we won't understand anything. That's why our 
most worshipable Parampuja Srila Prabhupada, His Divine Grace, He would always uh, emphasize the point that we are controlled. We are not in control. There is a supreme controller. That supreme controller is Krishna, as he states in Bhagavad Gita in various ways. Maya dhyakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam this whole material cosmos with all its living and non-living, moving and non-moving beings, it's all manifested by Krishna's nature, which is fully under his control. Everything is manifested by Krishna. So it's not a very difficult, it shouldn't be a very difficult thing to understand that we are very tiny living beings and we are not controllers, we are controlled. We cannot direct, maybe we cannot directly see how we are controlled, but we have to admit that we are under the control of time. We have to suffer death, we have to suffer disease, we have to suffer old age. That means we are controlled. Who is the controller? That is Krishna. You may say, well, I don't believe it. You have the choice to believe it or not believe it. If we don't believe it, then we'll find out in the wrong way when it's too late. Certainly we are controlled. We have to admit this. We can, as I was saying, we can't directly see who is controlling us or how is controlling us, but if we can accept this knowledge which is coming in from Krishna, then we will know. Of course, anyone can say, I am the controller. In India, there are dozens of useless people who can't make a living any other way, who pretend to be God and get people to donate their money on that basis, which demonstrates at least two points. One is that uh, there are quite a lot of people who are extremely stupid. One of the most famous uh, so-called gods is now in a wheelchair. We never heard of Krishna coming onto the battlefield of Kurukshetra being pushed by Arjuna in a wheelchair. In the Vamana avatar, with two steps, he covered the whole universe, and he never he never got uh, rheumatism and had to go in a wheelchair. So people are stupid. And they don't know what is Bhagavad Gita as it is. Otherwise they can never accept these cheaters to be Bhagavan. So from Bhagavad Gita we have to understand that we are servants of Bhagavan and what is the nature of Bhagavan. This is for our ultimate benefit. Arjuna was bewildered whether to fight or not to fight. But in trying to resolve this dilemma by taking guidance from Krishna, he uh, understood the whole existential situation. So we are all in a very dangerous and serious situation. You may think, well, I'm not in a, such a dangerous situation as Arjuna was. But we're all in a very dangerous situation because death is ahead of us. And after that, we don't know what happened. We can know if we study Bhagavad Gita as it is. But mostly people are not serious about spiritual life. Sometimes people accuse that religion is a crutch. Well, for many people it is. They don't 
really want to understand who we are, what is our duty in relationship to the Supreme Lord. But they just want to have a general sense that there's someone up there looking after me. But actually spiritual life is very serious. Arjuna was in a very serious situation. And we're all in a very serious situation. We're all facing repeated birth, death, old age and disease. So if we understand Bhagavad Gita as it is, as Arjuna did, then we can be saved from this terrible situation. If we don't, uh, we're liable to be cheated. And uh, in the name of religion, we may actually commit more sinful activities. For instance, some people think that it's religious to uh, set off bombs and kill people. And other people think that it's, uh, of course, it's called terrorism to kill people like that. But other people think it's religious to kill animals in a slaughterhouse by a special system by which you drain the blood out. And other people think it's very religious not to eat meat on a Saturday. It's okay on other days. So these are all wrong ideas from people who are not serious to understand the actual fact. They don't want to understand because they don't want to make the serious decision just like Arjuna did. If we actually hear the message of Bhagavad Gita, then we have to change our lives. We can't remain in the same foolish ignorance that we were before. The knowledge of Bhagavad Gita is a challenge to us all. We have to decide, do we want to remain as a fool in ignorance, getting born and suffering and struggling and dying again and again? Or do we want to surrender to Krishna and get free from birth and death? If we ask most people, at least to what we might call pious Hindus, they'll say, oh, we want to surrender to Krishna. But practically speaking, we see that people are so stupid that they'd rather just go on with their lives and make some kind of show of surrendering to Krishna and suffer birth and death. And that's why people can't understand Bhagavad Gita as it is, because they're not really uh, interested to understand it. Just like you can send children to school, but if they're not interested in studying, it can be a very good school, but they won't learn anything. So we should know what is the value of understanding Bhagavad Gita as it is. People are very serious about their children's education. They spend lots of money so their children can get an education. And if they learn a few Gita shlokas along the way, or how to do Bharat, Natyam, then they may think, oh, that's all right, that's good. But the actual important education is how to get free from birth and death. That requires very serious commitment. So this is the challenge. That we can come to the position of uh, eternal happiness in the service of Krishna. It's not very difficult. But it's difficult because we don't want to give up our Attachment. Attachment to the body, home, family, money, all these different things. So this is our Bhagavad Gita festival. Chanting Hare Krishna is very joyful, but it's not an entertainment. We may think, well, singing Hare Krishna is very nice, and this, uh, taking prasadam is very nice, but his philosophy is a bit heavy. But this chanting Hare Krishna and understanding Bhagavad Gita as it is, they are not different. Chanting Hare Krishna means to pray that, O Krishna, O energy of Krishna, please engage me in your service. The whole Bhagavad Gita is to explain to us why it is 
our only beneficial path to uh, engage in the service of Krishna. The chanting Hare Krishna is very joyful. It's very joyful to serve Krishna. Actually, those who are uh, following in the footsteps of Arjuna, they find the Bhagavad Gita very joyful. But Duryodhana and company, they don't like Bhagavad Gita. So we have to decide which party we're in. Are we in Rama's party or Ravana's party? Ravana was also chanting shlokas. He was a big pundit. And his, uh, at least one of his sons, uh, Indrajit, he was very expert in performing yagya. But nevertheless, they were rakshasas. Not just by birth, but by inclination. Because they were not inclined, they didn't accept the supreme position of Lord Rama. The, uh, the whole battle of Kurukshetra and the battle of Lanka, that could have been solved very easily. There was actually no need that so many people would be killed. Because Ravana and company, and Duryodhana and company, they just didn't want to accept that there's anyone superior to them did not want to accept this, this supreme position of Lord Ram and Lord Krishna. Therefore, they arrogantly went to uh, death and caused so many people to die. Duryodhana was the, uh, had so much dumba. You say that word? It means conceit or false pride. He wouldn't even have an umbrella. He would never use an umbrella. He thought, nothing should be above me. Not even. He didn't want, he thought that I don't need to take shelter of anything or anyone. This is foolishness. We should take shelter of Krishna. We should take shelter of Mukunda, the giver of liberation. He is the right person to take shelter of. If we understand Bhagavad Gita as it is, we understand Krishna as he is. And ourselves as we are. Krishna is the Supreme Lord. He is supremely blissful. We are His eternal servant. We become blissful by recognizing our position of service to Krishna. Otherwise, we simply have to suffer in illusion on and on and on, birth after birth. Well, this is just a summary. We don't have time to speak the whole Bhagavad Gita now. We have to hear again and again the message of Bhagavad Gita. That's why this Gita festival is organized. And actually every day here we have a Gita festival. Morning and evening we're discussing, we're having lectures like this, discussing the message of Bhagavad Gita and chanting Hare Krishna, serving the form of Krishna. And we want to uh, expand this and make a very beautiful temple for the service of Krishna. This temple is not just another temple for people to come and uh, offer puja, but it's for people to learn how to live the life of Bhagavad Gita. And especially uh, during this month of December, in which the Bhagavad Gita was spoken, we make a special effort to distribute many, many copies of this Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita, Unmai Urubi, as it is. So there are copies available on the bookstore, just at the back or behind the chairs. So uh, please take Bhagavad Gita as it is. And if you are inspired by these instructions, if you uh, feel strong, the strong conviction that I want to be like Arjuna, I don't want to be like Duryodhana. 
I want to do what is right. No. I want to do what is pleasing to Krishna. No. I don't want to go against Krishna. If we uh, feel this very strong conviction, then we should very seriously uh, follow the message of Bhagavad Gita and uh, join in this mission to spread the teachings of Bhagavad Gita throughout human society. People are so much confused in the modern age. They don't know what is right and what is wrong. Due to the demoniac mentality, people do not know what is right and what is wrong. We see, uh, we saw the drama Draupadi, she was dragged in public with her hair loose. That was a great insult to the, she didn't want to be seen in public with her hair loose because it's most uh, inauspicious and uncivilized. But nowadays the uh, women, they uh, deliberately go with their hair loose in public. They think this is very advanced. So people right from the beginning, they have no idea what is proper behavior. So we are attempting to uh, follow and distribute that knowledge through Bhagavad Gita as it is and chanting the holy names of Krishna. So we invite you to join us in this joyful mission of spreading the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, which is so much needed for the confused human society. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Any questions, please? Monam Sammati Lakshanam.